the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay. Greetings. It's meeting time. And today we'll be introducing the 11th step of recovery. That through prayer and meditation, we try to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. Now, before we delve into this wonderful relationship we receive with God by applying this principle to our lives, let me digress for a moment. We have new listeners joining us each and every Sunday, so I would like to reintroduce myself. This is Terry Hanna, and I'm host of Christians with Secret Addictions. Now, when I was a young lad, my family attended a church called the Bible Chapel in Cannonsburg, PA. I love going to Sunday school. I learned that Jesus, God in the flesh, came to earth as a baby, and while in the prime of his life, sacrificed his life on a cross to pay the penalty for my sins, for your sins. He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven to prepare a place for those that have accepted this free gift of salvation. And at an appointed time, he will return to earth, gather his flock, and lead them onto the stairway to heaven. I even portrayed Jesus in his youth in a church play. I loved memorizing scripture and learning about the lives of the people in the Old and New Testament. But at the age of 12, my life took a turn for the worse. I started hanging out with the sons of bookmakers and gangsters. And at the age of 13, I started to gamble at the local pool rooms, shooting pool, playing cards, shooting dice. And needless to say, I replaced Sunday school with a school of hard knocks. And for nearly 40 years, my life spiraled out of control. My whole being consisted of gambling, alcohol, and drugs. I was lost. I lost a wrestling scholarship, career opportunities, and wonderful relationships. I lost myself. And worst of all, I lost my relationship with God. In Ephesians chapter 2, Paul describes Satan as the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Paul continues in 2 Corinthians, Satan is the god of this world, this age. He blinds our minds, keeping us in darkness, preventing us from the light of the gospel of Christ. Satan put a barrier of sin, idolatry, and full-blown-out addiction between God and me. My gambling, alcohol, drugs, and twisted relationships became my idols. I became depraved, disillusional. I was insane and a stone-cold liar and thief. And as I referenced last week, I was committing suicide on a payment plan. I thought God had abandoned me. And while under the control of Satan's demonic, sinful, disease, addictive existence, the last thing I wanted to do was this 11th principle, 
pray, meditate, and seek God's will. I just wanted this psychological, diabolical obsession and compulsive traits of trying to satisfy my false God's demands to go away. I just wanted that hole in my soul to be filled. Now, for the sake of time, let me jump ahead. God never abandoned me. He allowed me to fill the pains of my life without him. He allowed me to hit a bottom and suffer the consequences for my sins. But then he reached down and pulled me out of the grasp of Satan's control. Amen? In his divine intervention, he put me in front of a television set. He wanted me to hear an evangelist preach on how much God loves those caught up in the sins of addiction. And then he led me back to a Bible-teaching church in Pittsburgh. And he journeyed with me during my stay at several rehabilitation facilities and a two-year residency at long-term extended stays. These were my homes away from home. He put special people in my life while attending recovery meetings that encouraged me, supported, mentored, and loved on me. And through these people and the Holy Spirit, I was taught how to apply these life-changing principles to my life on a daily basis. God has plucked me out of the grasp of Satan's control. He removed the obsessive and compulsive chains of addiction. He restored me to sanity, and he filled the hole in my soul with the Holy Spirit. And I meet with you today with over 27 years of recovery and healing. Hallelujah. Now, I said all that to say this. God hasn't abandoned you either. God loves you. I'm not a TV evangelist, but maybe, just maybe, God is using these airways to draw you near to him. James teaches, humble yourself before God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Come close to God, and he will come near to you. Listen, we no longer have to satisfy these false God's demands. We need to ask Jesus Christ to forgive us for our sins, accept this free gift of salvation. Are you a follower of Christ? And if not, why not humble yourself? Ask Jesus to be your Savior. He'll lift you up from the bondage of your sinful addiction. The Holy Spirit will travel with you on this journey of freedom, and he'll instruct you as you apply these life-changing principles to your life. Think about this. If we have a God that would lay down his life for us, a God that would rescue us from our sins and addiction, doesn't it make sense that we would want to improve our conscious contact, our relationships with him? Doesn't it make sense that we would want to seek out his will for our lives? Well, if it makes sense, then why wouldn't we incorporate this principle into our lives? Because as Paul warns us, Satan wants to blind our minds and keep us in darkness. He'll use the weapon of denial. You see, we'll believe Satan's lies. We'll believe that we don't have to admit our sins. We don't need God's cleansing and forgiveness. But I'm here to tell you that through my experience, 
facing up and dealing with our sins, our inadequacies, our dysfunctions, our obsession and compulsive behaviors, they're not easy to admit. They're not painless. But the end result is priceless. How about this one? Satan will wear us down. You know this. Chasing our addiction is exhausting. And Satan will tell us there's no time to wait for God's intervention. We're tired. We're weary. He'll fix us. He'll supply us with a quick fix, instant gratification. And we keep chasing that instant healing. We chase, chase, and chase and fall deeper into the abyss of demise. Listen, we're not going to fix a lifetime of damage in a moment. Every part of recovery, every one of these steps require time and patience. We didn't get sick in one day. We're not going to get better in one day. This 11th step requires that we learn to wait for God. Jeremiah teaches us this in Lamentation. The Lord is good to those who depend and search for him. My friends, drawing closer to God, seeking his will, never ends. It's an ongoing process. Another one of Satan's weapons that will lead to disaster is pride and rebellion. Recovery literature warns us that too many of us rebel against God's plan for our lives, that we cling to our own self-sufficiency because there's a certain distorted security in our familiar pain. And it seems safer to embrace and hold on to what we know rather than to let go and let God. In Psalms 25, God warns the proud, stop boasting. I'll break the strength of the wicked, but I will increase the power of the godly. Our unwillingness, our pride, our rebellion against applying this principle to our lives is an enemy to our soul. Addiction is a soul sickness. And that's why this principle is so powerful. We must remember we're not asking God to fulfill our needs. We're praying for the knowledge of his will and the power to carry it out. And then God gives us a promise. And it's, a, it's in Isaiah 40. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. He gives power to the weak, strength to the powerless. Young men will grow weak and tired, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They'll soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Folks, in life, we become tired and weary, but God never tires. His power never diminishes. And as we learn to wait patiently on the Lord, we are assured of renewed strength. When the winds of problems and adversity come our way, instead of knocking us down, we will be highly lifted up like the winds beneath the wings of an eagle. And as we learn to respond to God's will for our life, he will lift us up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and he'll pull us out of the grasp of Satan. He will free us with his grace, mercy, guidance, and truth. Folks, there's no alcohol, drugs, or any addictive behavior that will get us that high without a fall. Check this out. God's will is a high worth 
chasing. Amen? Folks, Palm Sunday and Easter, they're upon us. And for the next two Holy Weeks, we'll be reflecting not only in the life of Jesus, but on his life, death, burial, and resurrection. You don't want to miss these meetings. My friends, in a moment, I'll share our Facebook, email, and post office box. I'd love to hear from you. I need your feedback. Is this meeting helping you as much as it is me? And if so, would you please pray about supporting this ministry with a love offering, enabling us to meet each week? And I want to thank all of you for your continuous financial support and communication. Amen. <laughs> 